You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. I don't know about you, but I am cold. <laughs> yeah, it finally got into the 20s down here in Texas. <laughs> But I'm sitting in front of my fireplace. Well, but, but just to tell you how fickle us Texans are about heat and cold, I'm sitting in front of my fireplace, barefoot, drinking a cold protein shake. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And we wear flip flops when it's cold. You know, that's yeah. just the way we are. But hey, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we want to hear from you and what's going on. We have been inundated with some emails lately, which has been awesome. On just questions, ideas, thoughts, uh, concerns, I- even a few criticisms, and I, I'm cool with that. Send them on. You can send them to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because that helps us be better. Because what we believe is that when we are better, <laughs> sex is better. Isn't that, isn't that just the truth? Totally true. So, totally true. So we want to hear from you. And also, if you like what you've got, what we got going on, please jump on iTunes. Give us a review, five stars if you like it. That helps us climb the charts and spread the word because we want as much people, as much as possible for people to hear, married sex is where it's going on. There you go. I especially love it when we put out a call for information. Uh, we had said, let us know if attending a marriage retreat would be something that would appeal to you yes. down here in da- in the Dallas area sometime. And I love how we've been hearing from people right and left going, uh, yeah, sign me up for that. A sex retreat. My husband might even come to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. We're very encouraged by that. But I also want to put out another call for information. I know that we've actually kind of begun the countdown here with the, the final month prior to the 50 Shades of Grey movie release. Now that might be, uh, nowhere on any person's radar for some people, but, uh, okay, yeah, let me that, that would start be, that over. That would be not in my, not on my radar. I know yeah. that you get tongue, tongue tied with it, but that was exactly. not on my, my radar, Shannon. <laughs> so I realize that this movie release may not be on certain people's radar, but for other people, they are literally counting down the days, the hours, the minutes. Right. But I know that there's probably a lot of questions that people have out there about, what is this movie even about? Why should I be concerned? Uh, what do I need to know about, you know, why is this such a cultural phenomenon? And Corey, you and I had started our working relationship together by doing two shows, I believe, back to back on The Fantasy Fallacy, a book that I wrote in response to the Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon about exploring the deeper meaning behind sexual thoughts, where those thoughts and fantasies come from. But I want to give our listeners an opportunity to just send us your specific questions about what's going on in our culture right now. You know, if it's something about the phenomenon in particular, if it's something about BDSM, which is what the book is all about, is bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. If you want our opinions on whether you should go see the movie or not, whatever whatever questions are rolling around in your mind, let us hear from you because we right. would love to do a show prior to the movie release in response to those questions. Absolutely, because that's where we get a lot of feedback from people for future shows. And so this is one specifically for a show. And so I like it. Send them away. And yep. you can send us the feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That's how, that's how you get us. It's the easiest way to find us. Speaking of feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. I have to transition to one we got over the holiday break that it says, this is from a listener says, I used to listen to three different marriage shows a week until I listened to yours. 
over Christmas time, I ventured back to listen to the other shows just for fun and came away thinking, why bother? Your show is, <laughs> show is such a breath of fresh air every week, and I find myself listening to them a couple times each. The information and encouragement you bring each week is second to none. Thank you both so much, and God bless. And so I want to say thank you very much. When I saw that subject line of why bother, I cracked up when I <laughs> read the email and understood what he was referring to. I loved that. Yes. What a compliment. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I also loved uh, hearing from the pastor that we recently heard from. You want to share what uh, what he said about what he was going to do with Sexy Marriage Radio? Oh, I'm just that he has he's come across our show and he is promoting it to his congregation and saying, this is a this is something worth listening to. This is something that will help, and that's man, what an honor! Because that's I don't I I won't speak for you, but that's what that's one of the main reasons why I do this show. Oh, totally! Is, is I want I want believers to hear good things about this topic. Right, and for a spiritual leader to see us as a trusted resource, wow, what an honor! So thanks to yep. all the pastors out there. Any any type of leadership position you're in, any type of influence that you have on anyone else listening to the show, just thank you. Thank you for spreading the word yes. and letting people know. We would love to think that we encourage uh, believers and you know even people who don't necessarily prescribe to the Christian faith. They are still sexual beings, and we love that we can encourage them in in their marriage. Yes. So it also leads to some of the other emails we've got that I think there's been a, a couple that have come in that have brought up this whole idea of, are we fair, are we balanced to both the male and the female species when it comes to how <laughs> we treat them? Which yeah. is in an interesting question. Yeah, it, it, when the first email came in, I, I dismissed it. Uh, I just thought, you know, well, I don't know where he gets that from. But then when the second one came in, kind of wrestling with the same question, it was like, okay, maybe I need to press the pause button and rewind the tape and look a little bit more closely at, do we have any stereotypical language going on? Right. And if we do, uh, let's look at it a little bit more closely and carefully. I'm a big believer in respect. I think that men deserve men, or I'm sorry, I believe that the... <laughs> Men deserve respect simply for the fact that they're men, simply by the fact that God created them. And I believe that women, same thing. I mean, we we are all respectable beings. Right. And yeah, that there's some jokes that we can uh, use to kind of jab at each other and make fun of each other and razz each other a little bit. But I hope that our jesting and joking is never taken as disrespect. Right. Because I think that both you and I do have the utmost respect for both genders. However... It would be a good conversation to have of what are the typical stereotypes about men and about women. And I know that it's not as politically correct, probably, to to like female bash. You hear the term man bashing all the time. Right. But you don't hear the term female bashing. Yeah. So I know it's not as politically correct, but the reality is, is sometimes women deserve a little bit of a spanking so, about their attitudes, too. So why is it, do you suppose, that, that women, that, that you're not as hard on them, you know, that we, we don't. They're not necessarily portrayed, because what comes to my mind when I think of the stereotypes of how men are portrayed versus how women are portrayed, or more specifically, how a husband is portrayed and how a wife is portrayed. I think that's more, helps tain, you know, tone in where we're really talking about. That lots of times, if you look at it just on sitcoms, you know, husbands are buffoons. 
Mm. You know, they 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 were not portrayed well <laughs> as as, right. as dads, as husbands, as lovers, as lovers. And then you know, wife is just you know she's she's not. It's not that she's idolized, but she's you know we're not that you know we're not rough on them. Yeah. It's more like she looks down her nose at his ineptness. Yeah, well, she's the smart one. He's the stupid one, and yeah. she knows the she knows the answers to all of it, and he has no clue. Without her gracing us with her presence, we would have no hope for life. And yeah, and I'm thinking of I mean the show's off the top of my head, you know, dating back to like Married with Children, but you know, like the whole um, was it Tool Time with Tim Taylor? Type? What was that yep, show? That's Home it. Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah. Home Improvement. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Uh, was it life according to Jim or whatever the Jim Belushi thing was? Um, George Lopez. I mean, I just think of all these really popular sitcoms and think that the Simpsons. Yeah. (laughs) I think that, yeah, that it's the guy who's a doofus and the woman who just has to roll her eyes and tolerate him. Okay. And so maybe that, and, and maybe that's what feeds into part of how, whenever somebody's espousing stuff to help married people, that we have to, you know, as as a guy, have to speak to the doofusness of of men and and bash them so that they'll be less doofusy, if I could make up a word. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have but, no idea what you just said, well, Corey Allen. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering because if if we're predisposed in the sense of the way society portrays the two different roles, maybe that gives us a pass to oh well, okay, then we can just pile on guys because he's not going to figure out anyway that we're piling on him. So. But it's, that, that's not good. That's not, I mean, because I like the idea you just said of each person has a unique role as their gender. Yes. You know, that men bring a certain thing that women do not bring to the right. world. Cannot and, bring. And I know that we can't say that in every circle, but I'm going to say that because they do. Men bring something women cannot bring and women bring something men cannot bring. Yeah, and, and if we could just learn to celebrate that about each right. other, we'd not be get scared, along a lot better. Yeah, not be scared by differences. And, you know, I'm going to start out first with um, giving women a spanking about something. This conversation is reminding me about a conversation that I was having in a car in Canada on my way from a speaking event to the airport. And someone decided to tag along, and she was thinking about divorcing her husband And I, you know, I mean, I was there to speak on marriage and relationships and all that kind of stuff. So I assumed that she wouldn't mind me just asking her some questions and just challenging her thinking a little bit. But, you know, I kind of wanted to know what is the primary reason for you wanting to divorce him? You know, is there abuse involved? Is there neglect involved? Is there unfaithfulness involved? Like, you know, just I'm just going through like the reasons in my mind that, yeah, I can see why you'd want to leave him. But she really couldn't come up with anything in particular except I just don't think that we need him. And I was like, <laughs> you don't think that he has any value whatsoever simply as father to your children, as a provider of the roof over your head. And and she was just like, well, I just, I just think that child support would cover the roof over my head. And, and he just seems to be another child to have to take care of and blah, blah, blah. And it's, there was really nothing that she could say to me that made me think that he was a bad guy. It just sounded to me like, she had this opinion that men are optional right. and it made me furious. I, I, just, I had to really bite my tongue not to be harsh with her, but the role that men play in the life of a family and especially in the life of a child's development, we cannot underestimate. Right. 
he imprints those children so deeply in right. so many ways, in so many positive ways. And so I just want to be the first one to say, okay, let me reverse the stereotype and give all the men out there a great big shout out simply for being men and husbands and dads. Even when it's hard, even right. when she's not giving you any credit, even when the kids are just rolling their eyes at your jokes and holding out their palm for a handout, you play some magnificent roles in those children's development and in the stability of the family. So thank you for doing it very, very, very quietly. You know, I, I don't see men walking around going, you have to respect me. You have to appreciate <laughs> me. <laughs> Get to know me and love me as a result. Right. I think that women are more in need of that constant affirmation for the roles that they play than men are. So for all you men who are just doing it very, very quietly and methodically of day after day, going to work, bringing home the paycheck, trying as best that you can to engage in your wife's world and in your kids' lives, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's the, I mean, a lot of society is built on the foundation of the strength of men. Yeah. If, if we, if we had a society of all women, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I love my sisters, yeah. but it's not a society that I would want to live in. I just envisioned the show. What is it like? You know, the housewives of Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. You know, we can be catty and we can be, um, uh, we can stab each other in the back and we yeah. can be critical. All with a uh, smile on your face. All with a smile. In lipstick to boot. Uh, but we're not about to run into a burning building and carry people out on our shoulders. Right. Uh, we are not about to work 50, 60 hours a week to take care of people as many doctors and other professions do. I mean, there, there's just so many things that men are just wired for yeah. that they do without even thinking yeah. that women, we just... We have not applauded that and appreciated that the way that we could and the way that we should. Yeah, and and it's I mean that's the role that's vital for a healthy, vibrant marriage too. Is is to recognize that wait, you both bring different uniqueness to it, and it's not about eliminating differences. It's about enhancing self, and differences are where that's enhanced the most. I mean, look at look at the time, Shannon, in your life where, I mean, you've even mentioned this on the air of the time where you had something in mind for a weekend and Greg didn't, and mm -hmm. you you kind of were a little uh, uh, emotional roller coaster, right? To put it, it triggered me, right? And so you were kind of vacillating all over the place. Yep. And and he's just kind of whatever, you know, just stay in the course, and then you kind of come back. Well, it's it's those differences that bring about that awareness in you. If right. He, if it, he were to just accommodate to your vacillation, that that doesn't serve you in the long run well. And if he were to ride the same emotional roller coaster <laughs> that I ride over issues like that, right. it, it would just be a train wreck. Yeah. It, it would literally be a train wreck. So I do love the fact that men are very, you know, some women may look at it as being stoic or disconnected. I look at it as just being strong and stable. Right. And Greg brings a stability into my life that no that nothing and no one else can. Right. And this this is where you can also look at it from the concept of those can be switched sometimes too cuz sometimes a woman can be the one that's strong and stable for the marriage and the family. I mean that's that's a lot of what happens I think isn't it when you're talking about running a household? Lots of times women have a wiring to do that better than men. That's mm -hmm. that's not always the case, but they can just manage stuff better like that. Yeah, and, sometimes. And so, 
it's uh, to me it's it's not about and and the real quick caveat I guess because this is something needs to be addressed that when we talk on this show you know even from the topics that we talk about there's things we've been emailed from some different listeners that yeah okay they apply to five percent of the population you know there are issues yeah. that are real specific and there's still some merit to we could talk about some of those things because there could people could glean some benefit from it, even if it doesn't necessarily target them. But stereotypes are the same way that we have to kind of at at some point reach a point of being generalized on how we talk about things, how we approach things, how we address things. Otherwise, you know, there's all we're dealing with exceptions every time. And that that's too many rabbit trails. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to follow my whole, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, let's acknowledge the fact that men are not dispensable. They are, you know, they are very, very valuable. Corey, you talked to us about how women, it really is a valuable thing that women are emotionally sensitive at times that, that they, they really, I think that they are just very, very in tune, especially with yeah. the children yeah. and what's going on in the parents' lives as they get older and that sort of stuff. So talk to us about why it's actually a good thing that maybe she's a little bit more high strung when it comes to relationships and such. I mean, let's just be real. There's just a lot of men on the planet who just assume that women are crabby sometimes, but is that always the case? No. Or is that just a stereotype well, that needs yeah, to be dispelled? It's a stereotype. It, it, there's a moodiness to to women that's different than men, even though men can be equally moody. Um, but th- there's something about, I don't know, uh, personally speaking, my wife picks up on cues from family members and friends better than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of that's just the relational component of things. It's the, she sees those things. And they have a radar for that. And, yeah. And that hurts to say, because that's my profession, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trained to do this and, but there's some things that I just don't pick up on and it can come across as cold and aloof and whatever, but no, it's just, I just don't have that wiring. I don't sense those things. And so there's something about being in tune with what's going on in the people and in the relationships that you're around. Otherwise, you know, that's what, I don't know, guys can get together and hang out. I mean, I, one of the first memories that come to my mind when I'm thinking of this idea is I went backpacking with a friend years and years ago, and we had a really long, hard day of, of climbing. And so we set up camp. We're, we're out in the middle of nowhere, and we had dinner, and we got a fire going, and we sat at that fire for like, four hours and I think we said five words to each other because <laughs> you just didn't need to right because <laughs> because being together was enough of a relationship bump you know of of kind of this whole yeah we're cool you know I don't need to talk about the fact that I'm sitting here with you cool and you know and so we just sat there and that's just drastically different when it when it comes to the way relationships are defined by women most of the time and so somebody needs to, the, one of the best things women do is bring that inherent, I want to make sure the relationship is moving and transpiring and good and, and we're connected. And, and that's a good thing. Otherwise, you could go long periods of time without really kind of seeing each other, maybe, or talking yeah. to each other. And so each person plays a role and each person has a dynamic that's vital. 
Yeah, I do think that that mama bear instinct is that we want to make sure that our children feel emotionally connected in the family and especially with the dad. Uh, I remember one thing in particular that my mom did when I was a little girl. I told her that I wanted this calligraphy set. And the next day I came home uh, and went straight to my room to do my homework. And my dad hollered at me to come back to the living room. And I was kind of thinking, oh, no, what did I do wrong? Because I just assumed I was in trouble. He reached behind the recliner and he pulled out that calligraphy set. Now, I know that it was my mother who went and got that. I have no doubt in my mind. But the fact that she wanted to build a bridge between my dad and me, and she wanted to give him the opportunity to be a hero in my eyes, mm-hmm. that that spoke a lot to me, it, it, just from both of my parents' mm-hmm. perspective. Of you know, they it was it meant a lot. It was a memory that was permanently emblazoned in my brain. So even though it may not always be the man's idea, sometimes women can build that bridge between the kids and the dad to help them feel more connected, and at least to help the kids feel more connected to both parents, not just one or the other. Well, and there's also that dynamic of women that have, I don't know, there, there's a, a predisposition, in my opinion, to a lot of uh, for a lot of women of, I'm cool being behind the scenes and helping other people be better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the mothering, that's the nurturing. But, I mean, every, I'm, I'm going through a real quick Rolodex in my mind, every man that I know that is really, really successful has a solid wife behind him yeah because she's handling a lot of stuff so he doesn't have to and yeah so maybe yeah so he can do other things and he can take care of what what he's been doing or whatever and so there's something about that that's that's vital it's very very valuable and maybe we women need to just take that as a challenge that we're actually helping our husbands be more successful at what they need to do to contribute to the family by simply trying to be more emotionally stable ourselves yeah uh, that, yeah, there, there's always room for improvement, always, you know, an opportunity for even more balance. Okay, so here's another stereotype that goes both ways in the opposite direction. So let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, you could even finish this sentence, I have no doubt. You will hear women say, men are blank. <laughs> and whereas men will say, women are blank. Men are what type of animal? Uh, would that be a pig? Yes, men are pigs and women are frigid. Okay. Is that stereotype correct, valid, worthy of perpetuating? Um, I think that it's a very hurtful stereotype to women who, especially to women who feel as if they are the higher desire partner in marriage. Right. They just wish that they had a husband who wanted sex all the time. Right. Uh, and they don't see themselves as frigid by any stretch of the imagination. So that's who I think it's probably most painful to. Yeah. But, but even in, even with the dynamic of he's the higher drive sex partner, is it valid to classify him with livestock swine? Uh, and then, and then to stick a label on her that, I mean, isn't frigidity in like the DSM five, like the diagnostic manual for mental illness? It, it's just not a fair label, right? To put on a woman just because she's not raring and ready to go all the time or as often as he is. Okay. So, what do you think about the whole men are pigs, women are frigid stereotype? Well, I think, and this is where maybe some of what I have proposed on this show can come across as a little bit of male bashing, but it's going to be from a different paradigm to a degree and maybe people just haven't heard that 
I think as men, we need to embrace more of our pigness. (laughs) (laughs) That if indeed that is true, that there is an animalistic side of men that is not typically the same in women. Hmm. Because, and I'm going to go back to the beginning with Adam and Eve, that Adam, when he was created, was created in the wilderness. Eve was created in the garden. And so I think if you do the nurture component to life of the nature versus nurture argument, which I believe is pretty even as far as what makes us who we are, that mm-hmm. they both play a pretty good influence, influential role, then men have a different wiring. That there is a more, I mean, I don't Shannon, does it appeal to you the idea of, okay, let's go... You get get a couple of your girlfriends, head off into the wilderness for days on end and hunt. You may shower, but you probably aren't. And the bathroom's <laughs> going to be, you know, the bathroom's going to be a hole you dig yourself and then cover it back up and you're going to yeah. eat whatever you kill. No, we went and saw the movie Wild where we watched Reese Witherspoon yes. hike, you know, a thousand miles. And I just kept thinking the whole time, I am so not cut out for that. I would be looking yeah. for the nearest spa so yeah. fast. So. But to me, that idea, oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's... I, I can, I, that totally appeals to my husband. He was like, yep. I could totally see myself doing that. Totally. I would love doing that. But the, I had, Corey Allen, I have to say, I always learn new things from you. <laughs> I had never given any consideration to the fact that Adam was formed in the wilderness, whereas Eve was formed in the garden. Yeah, and so there already, there's a— It explains so yeah, much. And that's a John Eldridge thing from his wild heart. Yeah. And yeah. that's the wildness I that he wants, that yeah, that he wants men to— get in in touch with more. And that's where I'm coming from, that lots of times we get in our own way when it comes to sex with our wife, because we are coming at things timidly and not wildly. We're not being pig enough. I think that it's because they feel emasculated. Absolutely. That they are so afraid of being perceived as that stereotypical pig that they, you're right, they, they forget how to they forget how to step up to the plate with boldness and confidence and just sweep a woman off of her feet and just seduce that wife of yours. Right. It's the whole idea of I need to learn how to screw my penis on tightly and then use it well. Because <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's, that's, there's a certain, that that... say again. No, you, I want you to finish your oh, thought. There's a certain amount of phallicness men need to live according to because that's who you are. That's that is at the core of who you are, and it's not your your you're not your penis. It's it's that the essence of you though has a different dynamic. And if you look at it through the idea of an alpha and the the bad boy kind of a thing, even mm-hmm. steer this back to the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Yep, that that is appealing to a Dominant woman male. deep down. And it's not, yeah, it's not that you need to lord over her and impose your will to where it's to her detriment. It's no, yeah, you come at her from your fullness and who the rawness of who you are, and that will awaken something in her. Yeah, we're not talking about using and abusing your wife. No, but this conversation makes me wonder, though, is the reason why some women do become more sexually anorexic, more shut down, more frigid, if you will, is because of how emasculated men can come across sometimes. It, it sure could be. I mean, it, it sure a, a timid man is going to shut her down. That that is so true. Maybe that's why women are typically more aroused by the bad boy. Yep, it could be. Is that they do sense that testosterone flowing, that yep. they do feel more pursued and and desired 
by a man who is fully in touch with his sexuality and his, yeah, his alphaness. Right. And, and <laughs> we're just creating all kinds of new words today. <laughs> well, it fits. I mean, and, and that's where I have a good friend that he says, you know, hey, that, I'll say that's not a word. And he's like, well, do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, well, then it's a word, you know. So but to, just to be clear, the whole what I'm talking about when, it, when I'm speaking to men, this has been a journey I've been on for about 10 years now. And of just learning how to to live more from the essence of me, to to not be ashamed of my masculinity, to not be ashamed of my desire, my drive, whatever it might be. And I've had some people that have come back at me with with some pushback a little bit, just saying that, you know, hey, I'm more of the nice guy. And, and you know, because that's some of the pushback to John Eldridge's stuff is his is all out in the wilderness, rawness, go camp and kill things, whatever. And that's not every guy's man. No, not at all. Some guys are not wired at all like that. They would rather right. create a symphony and artwork and and but that's just, that still applies. It's the mm-hmm. whole who what is the essence of you? And and are you living from that? And I would think that that would be incredibly sexy to either man or woman to encounter a person who is living out of the fullness of who they are without apology, without inhibition, without hesitation of they just, they know who they are and they're not afraid to be that person, but they also accept the fact that they're a sexual being and and that there's no apology about that. And there's no tiptoeing around walking on on eggshells, just hoping that you'll get a sexual handout. There is a boldness that comes with approaching your partner with that confidence. Yeah. That is incredibly arousing. Yeah. And I, and that's where if I, if it comes across as bashing men, it's really the hope would be it's calling men to more, you know, it's uh, that we need to be who we are and, and who you are is, is enough. That is a new twist on the men or pigs conversation, isn't it? So, so let's give a little bit of balance. How can, how can the women feel as if the stereotype of women are frigid, you know, isn't intended to be an insult that it can actually, you know, that, yeah, let's just create some balance to the conversation. Cause I don't want women to feel as if we're bashing them either. Okay. Well, um, if we keep it in the same framework of the, of what I believe, then I, I believe men or masculinity is designed to penetrate and femininity is designed to be receptive. Mm -hmm. So women, maybe, maybe some women need to figure out ways to be more open and more receptive to advances and not just see it as, Oh, here we go again. And, but see it as, okay, wait, maybe this could actually awaken something in me. But you know, the message that's been instilled in women from the dawn of their own personal existence, that if you're receptive to men's sexual advances, that makes you yeah, a yeah. fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. But it makes you a whore. Right. Is, is what women think. Right. But let's challenge that stereotype. Exactly. Just because a woman is so comfortable in her own skin, is not afraid to let sexual energies flow through her body, will entertain the sexual thoughts required to get that energy and that blood flow going down to her genitalia, just because she is so comfortable initiating sex or responding to sexual advances does not make her in any way, shape, or form a whore. No, no, not at all. It It makes her a sexual being. Yes, for her to do that over and over and over again, indiscriminately with anybody and everybody with no standards, 
you know, that might be, you know, that, that's probably what the word actually refers to, but 99.9% .9 of the women on the planet do not fit that category. They're right. very discriminant right. and they do only want to have sex with their husbands, but the whole, even wanting to have sex with your husband in the first place can be a real challenge. If you were told good girls don't, good girls don't, and only whores like sex right. is the message that you can easily translate from that. Right. So yeah, ladies, uh, you, it's okay to let go of, of what you think of as frigidity, as any self-protective measures. It's okay to take a walk on your own personal wild side in the comfort and safety of your own marriage bed. And if anything, I would think that a husband would celebrate that. Now you speak to this, Corey, would a husband celebrate having a woman who is so comfortable <laughs> and confident sexually that she doesn't hold back, that do I, she's just as piggish as he is. Do I even have to answer that one? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I know at one time we had discussed that sometimes that may require an adjustment in his thinking. Oh, it, it will. Be it, yeah. Intimidating. It could be intimidating, but I think most men would be like, I'm cool being intimidated like that. <laughs> I'll make that adjustment yeah. just fun. Yeah. So it's, it's, but I, I like it because it's, it's trying to let, I, I don't know. Let's, let's enter into 2015 with a better picture of the uniqueness that each of us brings to our relationship. And then at the same time, what's the uniqueness that your spouse brings to the relationship? And have you said as much to them? Have you said that? Hey, you know what? Thank you for what you do for us. Thank you for what you do for me. And how far how far could that go to change what happens this year? Yeah, I think that as we communicate respect and appreciation and love toward the other person, sexual desire is going to naturally follow. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's, it's creating a bond. It's creating an enticement. It's creating a connection. And all of that it has a natural progression most of the time. And if it doesn't, well, okay, well, then at least you know all right, we're a little bit closer to really dealing with what's going on between us because I know there's some people that you know, I've done that and it's not, well, okay. If you got a better handle of your footing, though, you can then better choose what you need to do next. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we said something stereotypical, sorry. <laughs> and, it, and if we ruffled your feathers, you might just want to ask the question, did your feathers need ruffling? There you go. We thanks, love you. Yeah, thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.